Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Wrestling Federation Podcast, Episode 4. I don't know how we've made it this far, but we have. We're four weeks in. I am Sean Harris. And I'm Aaron Kosker. And we're here once again to review One Tree Hill and the World Wrestling Federation. At the time when it was still the Federation, it was entertainment back then. It is officially entertainment now. And here we are reviewing it 26 years later. My lord. And 20 years later for One Tree Hill. So last few episodes, gone through some pretty comical things in wrestling, some pretty dramatic things in both shows, some pretty funny moments. Yeah, but the last episode of wrestling was just... It was not good. Like, I could have slept through that whole thing. It was not great. And week to week, weekly episodic television, you're going to get that. You're going to get the shows that aren't so great. You'll be able to have a few naps in between. But we got a banger this week. It completely flipped that the script. That was fun. I actually was like, okay, we this really is actually fun. We really enjoyed this one because once. they went straight <laughs> drama on this one. Like they, they took last week's episode and they're just like, you know what? Let's just do everything completely opposite of that. Let's just do the 180. Let's do the Russo Swervsky and let's fucking have a lit. AF episode. I still don't of get Monday Night Raw. any of your fucking references, but you you'll know. get the Russo swerve. You'll get that soon enough. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at treehillwf.podcast. Make yep. sure you check us out on Spotify, Deezer, iHeartRadio. He Amazon. took my Deezer. I took Deezer. That's from fucking you this rude, week. bro. That's Everything. my shit. Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. You find us on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all the socials. Make sure you follow us, subscribe us, do everything because we're on there and you want to listen to it. And we're having fun. We're having a good time. Honestly, I don't really care if only a few people listen to it or if a lot of people listen to it. It doesn't really matter to us. We're having a great time doing this. We're bonding. We're bonding over it. We're torturing each other with a little bit of the opposite of what the other person likes. But we're married, but we're bonding. But we're bonding. It's we've always had this. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's an issue. Kind of a conundrum is, you know, after the kids go to bed and we have a few hours before we go to bed, what do we do? We play video games. We watch movies. We watch TV shows. There's only so many times you can do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's have a little bit of purpose to what we do. And so that's kind of why we came up with this podcast. Aaron came with me with the idea that, hey, I should watch One Tree Hill and have my takes on it. And me being a hardcore wrestling fan and not liking any high school drama kind of television shows from back in the 2000s, thinking, hey, why the hell would I ever watch this shit? Why would I want to do a podcast on it? There has to be something in it for me. So now you get to watch two and a half years of wrestling. Which is fucking rude, but okay. (laughs) (sighs) Yes. So that's kind of where we're at right now is with One Tree Hill and wrestling 
We have the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. So thank you for listening in for the first three episodes. And this is episode number four. The episode title for One Tree Hill was Crash Into You, which mm-hmm. is a foreshadowing to the episode. But, <laughs> of course, we have to amalgamate. Oh, my God. He fucking loves emulsify. that Emulsify interfuse the world of wrestling and one tree hill so we turned it from crash into you to crash holly into you and we're gonna win the hardcore title at a garbage dump so we're gonna hit into <laughs> what the fuck was that oh just you wait oh lord so i mean wrestling is a garbage dump let's be can real. be and there's it's even a, a car- dumpster fire and not only that there's dumpster matches what the actual fuck there's dumpster matches and there's a character who was a garbage man named duke the dumpster drozy oh my <laughs> lord why why do i do this because it's fun november 25th 1996 edition of monday night raw again with the cold open we head straight into it and it is brett yeah why do they do that why are they just like sometimes hey you didn't like the intro you didn't like the intro song that okay but yes i didn't like the intro song so now they skipped it now it's not there hold the fuck up i may not have liked it uh-huh but it lets me know it's starting. When it all of a sudden just starts, it's like, whoa, I feel like I just got hit by a truck. That's what they want you to do because it's car crash television. Oh, Lordy. Brett the Hitman Hart. Last week, they promoted this match that it was going to go down. Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, our boys first... from Alberta. They're yeah. our next door neighbors in Canada. Our neighbors. Our and neighbors. we spell neighbor N E I G H B O U R. We add that extra U in there. Just like color. We our, add... It's our it's country. Our brethren. It's our brothers. It's our country. It's our family. So they're our neighbors. <laughs> neighbors brett the hitman heart versus his brother the king of hearts owen Hart. okay but so remember when we were watching this and i was like hey wait so which one would be lucas and which one would be nathan <laughs> so a little backstory there definitely is a sibling rivalry here funny enough just much like the sibling rivalry between lucas and nathan owen and brett hart came up together in the heart dungeon family of like 27 kids and that's a Jesus shoot, brother. There's a lot of kids in that family, dude. Their poor mother's uh, vagina. Helen Hart, man, she put in some work back in the days. Probably not 27 Ooh. kids, probably closer to like 10 or 15, but still, it was a lot. That's a lot. And they're all wrestlers. Oh, I'm in pain just thinking about it. Or they're it. married to wrestlers. So they kind of grew up together. They learned how to wrestle together. They worked Stampede Wrestling together. They all made the WWF together. In late 1993, Owen Hart was getting very sick and tired of living in Bret Hart's shadow because Bret Hart was the big dog. He was the excellence of execution. He's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, and you know it. And Owen was getting jealous. He was jealous of Bret's stardom and his Mm. celebrity and the fact that he beat Ric Flair to become world champ. Okay. So Owen was getting jealous, and all of a sudden there's a tag match at Survivor Series 93 where Owen started pushing Brett around because they had an elimination. Like, remember the Survivor Series you watched? They had those terrible elimination matches, the four-on-fours. 
Yeah, that was dumb. Yes. Survivor <laughs> Series, the whole point of that pay-per-view is the elimination matches. So in 93, they had an elimination match, whereas Brett, Owen, and two of their other brothers against Shawn Michaels. There's two more that are fucking wrestlers? Bruce and Keith Hart. They're not like full-time wrestlers, but they came in to wrestle there. My fucking Lord. One's a fireman and the other. They could like just start their own fucking wrestling they did. federation. The Stampede Wrestling. They oh did it in, in the 80s. It was Stampede Wrestling. <sighs> yes but so they had the four on four match and it was brett stampede Owen. that makes sense because they're from alberta <laughs> calgary makes sense right oh, makes sense right That's so funny <laughs> so <laughs> it was brett owen keith and bruce against Shawn michaels and his knights masked guys who were his knights, his knights? didn't make wow. any sense because it would make more sense if it was the king jerry lawler and his knights but they had to switch uh, i it don't like that guy with Shawn michaels yeah he He's a real perv. Major perv. He's such a perv, and I don't like it. I don't like how he's like, oh, love hey, how baby, he's come on like, sunny sit all the time. on my lap. Yeah. Like, every time she comes out, it's like, just oh. shut. Give it up, dude. dude. No. It gets worse. You're Ooh, nasty. It gets way worse. Just you wait. But Owen started to get jealous of Brett. And so over time, they started, then they tagged together. And then they had a tag team title match. Mm. And they lost. And Owen turned on Brett, his mm. own flesh and blood, his real life brother. He turned on him. And then they had a match at WrestleMania that Owen won. He, the little brother, he came up and he beat his big brother at Madison Rectangle Garden <laughs> at WrestleMania 10. Bret Hart ended up winning the world title from Yokozuna later that night. As Owen looked on, they had another cage match, which Bret won. There's a huge sibling rivalry. It's much like Lucas and Nathan. Now on free TV, Monday Night Raw, November 25th, 96, they're having a match. Bret versus Owen. And every time they have a match, it's going to be a five-star Dave Meltzer banger. It is top-notch ring work. They are amazing in the ring. They're going back and forth the whole match. I love how Bret had the pink like mainly pink and black yeah outfit but like it was a lot of pink where owen had the black black, mainly black mainly black with pink i thought that was actually kind of funny it was like coordinating right oh okay but they hate each other but they're both heart brothers i don't know they're heart brothers right so they hate each other but it's more of like a sibling rivalry kind of thing but yet they've had a huge rivalry for almost a good three years now Definitely, Lucas is the older brother, and so is Brett, and Owen is the younger brother, and is Nathan. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Nathan's the heel, and Lucas is the face. Brett's the face, and Owen is the heel. So it all kind of works out, and it all kind of helps us with the entire idea of this podcast is interfusing wrestling with One Tree Hill. Lots of similarities there. How much? How big is their age difference? Not much. I would have to look it up, but because uh, Lucas and Nathan, three it's months. a three month age. Yeah, difference. I don't think it's three months. But, <laughs> but Helen, like I said, Helen Hart was putting in fucking work back oh, in the day. That just makes me like feel uncomfortable for her. Much like Owen and Brett were putting in work, Matt Classic, Mister British Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> tassel boots tassel boots he's watching backstage watching a yeah, tv but at least they didn't show his face watching the tv they didn't on double the screen feature. Like, maybe I'm so glad. maybe they learned their lesson maybe they're not going to double oh, feature every so wrestler bad. and every match watching but bulldog and you'll notice going forward that 
wrestlers watch TV very weird. They kind of watch it at an angle. It wasn't as apparent at this time, but as we go forward, you will notice that they watch it at very weird angles. So Bulldog is in the back. He's watching this match between his two brothers-in-law. Yeah, that's weird. Because he married Owen and Brett's sister, Diana. So he's just like watching his brother-in-laws like duke it out. Wrestle each other. But he's the tag team champs with Owen, but Brett's also his brother-in-law, so he's close with him as well. So funny thing is, again, Vince McMahon, Jim Ross, and Jerry the King Lawler on commentary, your favorite, the perv, Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, I hate that. He had a long history with Bret Hart as well. So it was funny because I mentioned that they had at King of the Ring 95 a kiss my foot match where the loser would have to kiss the feet of the other. That's gross. Jerry the King Lawler. Why someone has athlete's foot? I guess that's just unfortunate, brother. Jerry the King Lawler lost the match. Brett took off his shoe and his sock and stuck his toes right in Jerry Lawler's <laughs> mouth. But the hilarious thing is I mentioned that and no joke, two minutes later, Jim Ross is like, oh, why don't you like Bret Hart? Because he stuck his feet in your mouth. He had to kiss his feet. You had to kiss his damn feet, King. Sassafras. Oh, my Lord. So he mentioned the kiss my foot match that happened a year and a half prior to this match. Hilarious. Jim Ross is very, he's not a heel, but he's very heelish in his commentary, but he's quite funny. He's making fat jokes about Paul Bear and talking about how Jerry the King Lawler had Brett's feet in his mouth. And who knows? Maybe he likes that because he is a perv. He also mentioned, and he cut a little mini promo about how Shaco shit is an intelligent man. (laughs) I laughed so hard. (laughs) Like, I think I woke up the baby monitor when I was laughing at that because it was just like seriously you're calling that guy intelligent the, there was never a sentence spoken where sid and intelligent was in the same sentence unless it was sid is not very intelligent be that as it may we get to the finish the close of the match where brett owen again matt classic the o'connor roll by owen looking for the three count and your favorite part of the match <laughs> Brett gives the old butt push to I Owen. I love that butt push. He's just like, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Literally boop. pushes his brother's butt and he goes through the ropes and outside of the ring. But Owen gets back on the apron. He gives the old sunset flip. But Miss Times and Brett grabs his leg, gets him in the sharpshooter. And who comes down to the <laughs> ring? So called Steve Austin just fucking like books it. He's just like, damn, I'm here, bitches. I love that glass breaking sound effect. That's happening every time Austin makes his appearance. (laughs) It's the best. And it's so legendary. And everybody knows you hear that glass break. When you hear the glass, it's somebody's ass. And this time it was fucking Bret Hart. And Austin just fucking decked Bret with that chair. He just fucking wound up and bam, wham, right on the back. And he does the same thing that he did to Brian Pillman where he sticks his leg in with the chair and he's going to stomp on it, break his fucking ankle. And who comes to Brett's rescue? Tassel boots. Fucking tassel boots 
bulldog rushes to the ring and takes the chair off Brett's ankle. He's in a bit of a conundrum here. He's kind of stuck in the middle because he is brother-in-law to both guys. He's take team chance with Owen, who hates his brother, but he wants to help Brett, who is also his brother-in-law, and he doesn't want to see anything happen to them. So while Bulldog and Owen are going back and forth about how to help or not help Brett, Austin just takes it upon himself and hit fucking Bulldog in the back with the chair as well. And Bulldog, Bulldog sells the shit out of it. It's great. <laughs> now I've come to realize that... Who's your spirit wrestler? Because everybody kind of has a wrestler where they're like, you know what? I'm a lot like this guy or this girl. And I feel like a lot of my characteristics and abilities and just my whole being is kind of intertwined with this wrestler. My spirit wrestler. I will tell you after your spirit wrestler. Who's your spirit wrestler? So who? Okay. First of all, who would you say is my spirit wrestler? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Exactly. (laughs) He's got that fuck fuck off and fuck you attitude. And literally, I have a fuck off wallet. I love the song by the used fuck you. And you flip me off all the time. I fucking flip you off like crazy. I have fuck off socks. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's fuck off with me and I love it. You're literally stone cold Steve Austin. Fuck you, fuck off. And, I mean, probably one day you're going to try to hit me with the Stone Cold Stunner as well. I'm going to be coming home one day and you're going to be like, Sean, you didn't do the fucking kitty litter again. And then you're just going to hit me with the fucking stunner out of nowhere. The big kick to the oh, gut. The fucking lawnmower, you bitch. That's right. Yeah, I'm going to not do something or do something I was supposed to. And you're just going to hit me with that stunner one, two, three in the middle. And that's going to be it. Mm. Okay, Stone Cold Aaron Kosker. <laughs> Next segment, we have... Oh, that's your favorite. The Executioner. With Fucking Mankind and his bitches. <laughs> mankind and Icky his mankind bitches. Icky Mankind and his bitches. Icky Mankind and his bitches. Executioner Terry Gordy has a match, and he's got Paul Bear Ugh. and Mankind in tow. Why does he have, like, why are they all the most annoying people to listen to? Yeah, Actually, Executioner doesn't really say much. He just no, but the side. other two are so fucking annoying to listen to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are. <sighs> They're heels. White. Okay, no. I don't like it. Executioner, funnily enough, he's using Papa Shango's old music and pre old wrestling fans. You know exactly who I'm talking about with Papa Shango. So they kind of just reuse old wrestlers' music, and Vince is just like, damn it. They don't remember shit, so let's just use some old wrestlers' music. They're not going to notice. There's no hardcore fans out there. Damn it. And so they just reuse Papa Shango's music for execution. They executioner. don't know Sean Harris. They don't know who the fuck I am. And of course, I'm going to notice that as Papa Shango's fucking music. Either way, Executioner squash match with our good old buddy, Freddie Joe Floyd. It's kind of a nothing match. But there was a promo in between where Doc Hendricks was backstage. He was trying to get a word with Stone Cold Steve Austin. But Austin just kind of used some colorful language. And did not allow him to like interview me. much like yourself, <laughs> as I said that Stone Cold Steve Austin is your spirit animal. Yep. So Executioner, he gets the win. Mick Foley, Mankind, he's hugging 
executioner scythe outside the ring for some reason the yeah that's creepy match. it's kind of weird it looked like he was just gonna go off on some fucking people yeah. in the audience mm-hmm. yeah like, <laughs> and executioner's using like this weird kind of sleeper nerve hold kind of submission finish that puts out freddie joe floyd and and paul bear when he used to manage the undertaker after the undertaker had beat his opponents paul bear would be like okay that's enough and he would pull the undertaker by the hair and kind of pull him back and say that's enough so with Executioner here, he's covering his eyes with his hand and playing peekaboo. Nice little game of peekaboo between Paul Bear and the Executioner. Oh, my Lord. Cut to Jose Lothario's house in San Antonio, Texas. And Jose Lothario, he goes over a little bit about what happened in Survivor Series between himself, Psycho Sid, and Shawn Michaels. Jose Lothario feeling a little guilty for having a fucking heart attack in the middle of a pay per view. It wasn't a heart attack, though, wasn't it? It, it was, was something else. Chest pains, but they were saying he was going to the doctor and getting his heart checked out. But either way, it's pretty hilarious that he's sorry for having that in the middle of a pay per view. No one should apologize, and no one should even feel like they have to apologize for having something happen to them physically, like that's you know, painful or possibly dangerous. Like especially, that should never especially after getting hit in the fucking chest with a video camera. That should never be a thing. Man. And it should never like no one should feel sorry for being in that situation. Like you shouldn't be sorry that you had that happen yeah. during a match and ruin a match or whatever because of it. Your health is the most important thing. Fair play. Shawn Michaels has got quite the look going on here. He's not, <laughs> he's not, he's not prom king Shawn Michaels here. No. He's like, I'm ready to fucking go Texas style Shawn Michaels. He's got the do-rag. Yeah. He's got the earrings. He's got the cowboy shirt fit in the jeans. He is looking like he's going to the OK Corral and he is pissed, man. And he seems to be getting oh, a I little would be too. defensive about everything and, and, honestly i think that is so fair that whole shit that happened should not have happened that way it's very unfortunate where were the other three fucking refs (laughs) they're off in in no man's land in the backstage area and uh, who knows what probably (sighs) breaking up a brawl between somebody and not doing a very good job at it so they also reveal in this promo that Shawn michaels will face the winner of Bret Hart and Psycho Sid from this It's Time pay-per-view in December. The winner of that match will face Shawn Michaels at Royal Rumble 97 in January in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome in front of 60,000 people. Shawn Michaels in front of 60K in his hometown against the winner. Obviously, he wants to face Sid and get that revenge, but oh, there's yeah. a good possibility that Brett, you know, he had the big win over Austin. Could he have the big win over Sid? And it could be Brett and Sean rematch of WrestleMania 12 at the Royal Rumble. I don't know. Who knows? So, in a straight up one on one match between the 610 Psycho Sid and the Excellence of Execution, Bret Hart, who would win? Who, in your opinion, who do you think would win that match? Would it be Um, the power of Sid or the technicality of Brett? I feel like just in the way that they're trying to, I don't know. I feel like Mm storyline-wise, if we're doing it that way, I feel like it should be Sid just because Shawn Michaels wants to take him on. 
and get his revenge. Makes sense to me for it to be that way. Storyline based. Completely true. Totally. Yeah. But in a straight up one-on-one match without storyline. I think he would lose. Sid. Yeah. I agreed. Because he's not an intelligent man. I think but he's Brett just, is. he's not, like, he got it in that match. Like, he beat Shawn Michaels. He had to Michaels. cheat to do it. He had to sh- cheat to do it. I feel like in this situation, they might be more careful. Like, refs might be, well, refs are don't, fucking dumb. Um, so <laughs> don't ever assume that a ref's going to do you anything. You think. Dude takes a bump and he's down for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't fucking get that. But Ref- referees cannot take punishment in any way, shape, or form. You you just like just nudge them and they go down like they're dead. In my perfect if I were to make a perfect wrestling world. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. Aaron's perfect wrestling world. What does it include? The refs yep. are as big, if not bigger, than the fucking wrestlers, see, and that, they can take them down too. See, this is the problem with having that is because they're just yes, like these tiny little midget dudes. But that's kind of the point because if they were bigger, they would be taking away from the the larger than life aspect of the wrestlers. I Why know, would but you have these a guys need to learn how to like actually that. or like be able to do something about it if they need to? Wrestling like, referees are known as being the most useless referees. They are in so all of professional useless. sport or oh entertainment. Oh my god! You <laughs> think like hockey refs are <laughs> or useless? NFL refs? NFL no. refs? They're useless. No, nah. wrestling nah. refs are wrestling fucking refs. useless. What wrestling is the refs. actual fucking point? Why are you in there? Why are you taking space? Get the fuck out. <laughs> Just let them fucking do their shit and kill each other. Yep, pretty much. Like, ugh, you're just a waste of space, bro. That's all they are. <sighs> now we have to talk about the segment that unfortunately has been on monday night raw every single week is the karate fighter segment oh my god it's so dumb <laughs> yeah they're doing a dumb karate fighter tournament it's just awful but either way hey sunny and sable we get a little eye candy it's not so bad you get sunny it's not and sable eye candy for there. me yeah give me the rock but you will get well the rock. later the rock like current the rock oh like Ooh, current yeah. day rock right but we get sunny and sable and a karate fighters they do a whole oh sunny wins but she stuck a piece of gum so to her dumb. karate fighter <laughs> and cheated bitch. and she lost it's just stupid so just skip that shit don't even bother watching it on the i WWE knew there was a Network. reason i didn't like her whenever she'd come on the screen and tv yeah, basically but then it goes right back into it so the next match we got the first appearance that we've seen of salvatore sincere the wannabe gangster yeah he literally looks like a wannabe like gangster dude yeah and he's taking on the pebble <laughs> Baby Rock. Baby Rock. Rocky Maya They have a little... The pebble. Yeah. Damn. So the previous night to Survivor Series, they had the Hall of Fame ceremony where a bunch of guys got inducted like Captain Lou Albano. And funny enough, this is crazy kind of irony where they showed a promo of Captain Lou talking about Rocky Maya But they also showed Don Morocco talk about Rocky Maya which is hilarious because Don Morocco was known as Don the Rock Morocco. And eventually, Rocky Maivia would become The Rock. Mm-hmm. Very in weird foreshadowing irony there. Didn't even mean to do it because it never even happened yet. It's just kind of interesting how that all happened. 
It's Rocky's first match on Monday Night Raw, post him being the sole survivor at Survivor Series. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler has the line of the night. Don Morocco has his little spiel about Rocky Maivia. And then Jerry the King Lawler says, oh, he's about as believable as OJ on the witness stand. Whoa. <laughs> so yeah, the OJ yeah. Simpson trials going on uh, around this time, a little bit before this. But uh, they did really like to harp on old OJ back in the time. But Sonny's on the commentary table table and she is thirsty af she is oh drooling over rocky the entire match wanting to offer her managerial services if you catch my <laughs> services drip, her services what a hoe she <laughs> she's already offered some services to some other wrestlers in the company <clears throat> Shawn michaels but uh, Damn. Yeah, that's some backstage shit, brother. That's a shoot. Girl, put it away. Yeah, sunny, sunny, sunny. Yeah, I really, you know, you asked me the one time when we were watching, like, what I thought about her. You don't whatever. like her very much. I don't like her. Mm, you're not she supposed can to. fuck off. <laughs> you're not supposed to. She was, She's drooling over the rock the entire time, but I... You see the rocks, or Rocky, sorry, Rocky Maivia. His shaved sides of his head with the poodle on top. The poodle. Jerry the King Lawler <laughs> calls him pineapple head. It's, that was funny. It's all pretty That's hilarious. like the only funny thing he said. Yeah, and the OJ, and the OJ well, yeah, as well, too. Pineapple head was better, though. Pineapple to me. head was pretty good. Yeah, I like that I like one. That. Yeah, definitely. That one made me laugh out loud. But the Rock wins with his shoulder breaker finisher, where he gets mm-hmm. him up almost like the power slam that bull dog does but he drops him down onto his knee with the shoulder shoulder breaker finish mm-hmm. he wins sunny just like a pool. oh my god she's just like pool standing there like or sitting there whatever she's just like staring at him and they're yeah. like all right like you okay. can go now and, and like, she's hold like on, mm, hold on. hang on yeah. and it's like okay i gotta wipe the drool from my mouth and then we get a terrible mark marrow backstage promo mark crazy eyes marrow yeah he's creepy got some creepy eyes on him apparently and he's with his real life wife sable they both have creepy ass eyes okay they have creepy eyes (laughs) but yes so we had brett versus owen hart as the first match but we have mark marrow versus billy gunn in the main event of monday night raw yeah it was scissor bitch and tassel boots wannabe scissor bit wow (laughs) (laughs) okay this is like 25 years before scissor me daddy ass okay i know but when you said it you like referenced it's daddy ass and i was like oh it's scissor bitch It's scissor bitch. It's that Every, guy. Everybody's a bitch to you. It's daddy ass before he was ever a daddy. It's Billy Gunn against Mark Merrow. In Mark Merrow is a tassel boots wannabe. He is the tassel boots wannabe. He has he the tassel, but he does not have the tassel he energy. He is not tassel boots, my sweet little princess. He does not have the tassel energy that British Bulldog has. Like, not you do not chance. deserve those fucking tassels. No, you gotta earn those tassels. You gotta be British <sighs> Bulldog. You gotta be the ultimate warrior. You gotta earn those tassels. They like, just he don't get literally just copied his outfit. Basically, yeah. He, Same he, with he, the fucking undies. Oh, he's got <laughs> the undies. He put wild man on there because he's wild. Oh, he's wild man Mark God, Merrill. No, I don't right? like him. So he's in a feud right now with Triple H, Hunter, Hurst, Helmsley, 
Trips is on commentary <laughs> looking like a Disney prince like Fucking he used to back Disney then. Prince. He has a few good ones in this match too because I always enjoyed Triple H on the mic. He always had like a good attitude. He was pretty funny as a heel or a face. He always had some good lines. He started out when he first came in. He was with Sable mm. and he lost at WrestleMania 12, the same WrestleMania that Brett lost to Sean in the Iron Man match. So when Sean originally won the world title, mm. beat Brett for it at that same WrestleMania Hunter Hearst Helmsley lost a very short match to the Ultimate Warrior, but his manager was Sable. So <laughs> she's like, bye. <laughs> so he liked to play it off that he was the one who dumped her, but we all know that Sable was the one what? who dumped Hunter. Fucking see you next Tuesday. Sable? Yeah, I don't like her either. You don't like Sable? These bitches need to just <laughs> fuck right off. They look like twins. Her and Sunny, like when they were doing the fucking karate fighters, I was yeah. like, which one's yeah. which? Um, and then, yeah, they, oh, I don't like them. Trips was pretty funny because he's like, oh, I just felt sorry for Sable. Like, I, I that's the only reason why I ever had her around because I felt sorry for her. And, you know, she doesn't have a clue and all this and that. Oh, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Jerry with another hilarious crack where apparently Sable kept one of the cars that triple h got for her oh, while they yeah. were still together and jerry goes oh she kept the bmw because that's the only car that she could spell oh. <laughs> so yeah okay yeah, jerry okay. jerry's got She's some good got lines some dumb bitch energy i get it and jerry's got some pretty okay. good lines so hunter i just, hate him but that fair was fair enough one. but he's got some good lines i give him that Hunter comes in. He just starts going after Mero. Mero has, you know, he has some A, maybe two nice moves. He has a little twisting moonsault and a shooting star press that's okay at best, but doesn't really utilize much of this because Billy Gunn at this point, he is just no longer one of the smoking guns with his brother Bart Gunn. It's just Billy Gunn solo, but he's still wearing like the cowboy boots and the pants and the hat and the outfit. And he's like What's... still a cowboy, but he's not. But he's 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 not daddy ass yet, right? You know, that's what siblings in wrestling. Technically, but I don't think Bart. I don't even know if they're real life brothers. I don't. I don't really know. It's they were tag team. Apparently, well, they're brothers. Twins they're or whatever. The what one twins? was like with John Cena or whatever. Twins with John Cena. The twin sisters. She's not. With oh, him anymore, the Bellas. Like, they're yeah. they're shoot twins. Nikki Bella and Brie Bella. Brie Bella is still married to Brian Danielson yeah. and Nikki Bella. John Cena. There's proposed. a thing with siblings. And yeah. wrestling, yeah. yeah, and it just kinda, like kind of anything else, though. Like it kind of makes me think, though. It's really funny because I remember when we were kids, we'd go over to my cousin Brad's place, and Brad and my brothers, my two brothers, mm -hmm. would wrestle each other on the mm -hmm. basement floor. <laughs> Back in the Costco dungeon, brother. No, I wasn't there. It was at um, down in the Fry Dungeon, yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah Brad's just like old house. The just like the heart dungeon in calgary alberta yeah. so this match ends it's a disqualification marrow gets a w but no one really gives a shit and we're kind of setting up the next week's match where now jake roberts he makes a run-in for anybody who doesn't know a run-in whenever there's interference in a match guy runs into the ring it's called a run-in kind of makes sense kind of speaks for itself sure 
kind of speaks for itself, <laughs> but that's a technical term. It's a run-in. Mm-hmm. But when Jake Roberts does it at this point in his career, it's just a walk-in <laughs> at this point. <laughs> just a walk-in. So he comes in, he helps out Marrow. Seems like they're going to do a tag team match in the future with Marrow and Jake Roberts against Hunter Soundsley and Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn's just kind of like swirling around right now. Like he has no identity. He is not with his tag team partner. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's kind of all over the place. So he's just kind of whatever. And yeah. That's, yeah. And then he's going to be fucking scissor bitch. <laughs> 25 years later, he'll go through Still a happens. few. He'll go through a few characters. To me, he's changes. scissor bitch because that's just. That's what you know. The as. wrestling that you watch currently, current day. He's scissor bitch. They're the scissor bitches. <laughs> Daddy ass is a thing. But yes, he had very, a quite an array of characters over the years. I think if I set the over under of Billy Gunn characters to 10, you'd probably hit the over by about 2002, 2003. He did go through quite a few characters. Damn. Yeah. I was like. Got around. 2002 I was 12 years old 2002 you were 12 years old and in 2002 Hulk Hogan made his big comeback to (laughs) WWE Hulk Hogan Hogan made his big comeback to WWE in 2002 as well so Jake he walks in and that ends the Monday Night Raw what did you think of this Raw because honestly I thought it was great it's the best one we watched so far I thought it was way better than the last week one last week's was terrible it was so God awful. bad news fest. Jeez. But they made up for it this Christ. week. Because think yes. about this. Take away the year. You watch a 47-minute wrestling show, and it has Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Shawn Michaels, Psycho Sid, The Rock, Triple H, all on it. Mankind. Like, it's Ew. just... I know you don't like Mankind. You'll he just gr- creeps me out. You'll grow to respect him. Believe me, you'll grow to respect him. But all these stars in 47 minutes of wrestling take away the year. It doesn't even matter. That's a star-studded cast for 97, for now, for 10, 15 years ago. That's insane to think that you could have an hour show and have that many legends, Hall of Famers on one show. Pretty great. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Best one we've done so far. Final thoughts. So who's your favorite wrestler so far and who's your most hated wrestler so far? Stone Cold Steve Austin is the best so far because uh, he is just, literally me in male wrestling form. <laughs> you're, um, you're, speaking, <laughs> you're speaking to my heart here because we, you know what, I have There's a, a reason why Sean's in love with me <laughs> is because when he looks at me, he says, I see Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have a shrine on our mantle for Stone Cold Steve Austin at our house. I think maybe you'll have to add to that one day and buy something Stone Cold Steve Austin to put there. Oh, Lord. That'd be okay. So obviously Austin is... <laughs> of course you'd be okay with so that. So obviously Austin is Bay, who is your most hated... Mankind. Every time you see Mankind and Paul Bear I on just, the screen. Oh, I can't. I can't handle it. Like, can we fast forward them because they are the worst? But did you know that they're doing their jobs effectively because they're heels and their sole job is to make you hate them? So they're doing it. I hate them because they sound like fucking three-year-old children fucking fighting over shit. And it's like, I'm going to fucking strangle you. 
It's all about like, the heat. Like, you know when the kids, like, they just make annoying ass sounds just for the hell of it to annoy you? Mm-hmm. And you kind of try and ignore it for a while. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, one time, you just, you just snap. You're like, shut up. Go to your fucking room. Like, fuck off. Just give me fucking 10 minutes of peace. That's all I fucking want. It's them. These dudes know how to get I want to send them heat. to their fucking rooms. Yeah. Let's send Paul Bear and Mankind to their rooms. Yeah. They're just getting heat, brother. Just for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Bye, bitches. <laughs> okay. Now we get to go into my favorite part. Mm. One tree hill. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I guess so. You better be because uh, these facts and info is coming at you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we start the episode. Lucas is in the shower. Oh, lucky you. Lucky you. Yeah. Um, and Gross. all of a sudden the water just stops. Did you notice? Okay. Did you notice that the way that they're holding the shower head, like hook, is a coat hanger? Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> you no. didn't notice? No. No. I was like thinking that you would because like that's you know yeah no i I did not notice that yeah i thought it was a pretty cool so it's showing that they're fucking poor yet they live in a house they live in a house and by today's standards if you live in a house you're not fucking yeah but they've probably lived in that house for a long time you know like they live in a fucking house they do in the carolinas so they got money for a house yeah they're not poor they're not poor but you know they're on a high school basketball team they're not Dan, Deb, and Nathan. No, they're not. But they're not poor by any stretch as much as they like to show them that they're poor. They're not. They're probably like mid-level. I would say middle class. Yeah. Um. So anyways, he goes out, gets clothes on, and leaves the bathroom and goes to the kitchen where Karen is. And she, he's like, Mom, did you pay the water bill? And she's like, of course I paid the water bill and notices his hair is still full of shampoo. So she has to she has to rinse him off in the sink. And she has a conveniently placed four liter water jug right by the sink specifically (laughs) for this instance, you know, just because she knew this is going to happen. So she had a four liter water jug sitting right there. How convenient. Yeah. Yeah. And then they figure a pipe must be broken. Water main something. They got to figure it out. They got to fix it. Okay. They're laughing about it. They're kind of like, eh, this sucks, but whatever. Sure, okay. So finally, we get a Deb intro. Yes. Deb is Dan's wife and Nathan's mom. Okay. Deb's kind of hot. Here's something I always found funny. Dan has dark hair. Yeah. Karen has dark hair. Yeah. Blonde son. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Deb is blonde. Yeah. Dan has dark hair. Dark, dark haired sun. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, probably they just fit the roles better, Different but chromosomes, brother. Like, I just find that really funny that it ended up that way. Chromosomes. And they weren't dude. just like, okay, hey, you guys are wearing wigs or you're dyeing your hair for these roles. But. So she's been gone. She hasn't been in the first three episodes because she has been away for work, apparently. Yeah, she works for like a foundation raising money. Um, so she's been away for work. She does a lot of, you know, work away from home at least a few times a month, she says. Right. Um, and... I, it's important work from what it sounds like. 
Um, but it's also, I don't know. I feel like her working so hard is biting her in the ass a little bit. She's not getting the time with Dan and Nathan that she needs. She's out of the loop a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. It kind of sucks. Nate, unfortunately, has basketball. So she's there. She wants to eat with her kid and her husband. And Nate's just like, I gotta go. I got ball. And she's like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, so they go to the game. Yeah. And they're, again, alienating Lucas, where they just refuse to pass him the ball. Well, first of all, do you remember that Dan says, when Nate's leaving for ball, um, he says to him, you have to break the rules. Lucas can't shoot if he doesn't have the ball. Mm -hmm. So he's like telling him break the rules don't let him shoot um so yeah we go into game three with lucas finally game three yeah oh exciting um kind of but yeah team won't pass pass to him tim finally does because nathan's getting double teamed tim the heel (laughs) tim is dim as everyone in the show likes to call him um so he he does because to him he'd rather win the game than lose that altogether. Like he'd rather pass to Lucas, piss off Nathan, than lose. Yeah, exactly. Which makes sense if you're wanting to be a winning team, you kind of need to play with your team to win. That's very true. You play to win the game. <laughs> Anyways, Lucas gets the winning basket and Nate is pissed and Dan is pissed and everyone's just fucking pissed. Well, except for Lucas, except for Lucas, because he has the game winning shot. But Dan, hilariously enough, again, no sells his own son, walks right by him, does not say a fucking word to him. And I have no son. He didn't say that, but he just with his actions of not saying anything. Yeah, just his look on his face. Karen runs out to congratulate Lucas and Deb watches their interaction I think she was kind of jealous. A little know? bit. A little bit because, it, you know, she sees that Karen and Lucas are very close. Yeah. And now Deb basically has very little to do in her son's life. Yeah. So she gets up to Nathan right after the Dan blow off and says, great game. And he's like, yeah, wish dad knew that. Mm-hmm. Fucking Dan. Gotta love Dan. Well, then Nate decides to invite Lucas to the beach house. Yeah, there's a huge high school underage drinking beach party going on. I mean, I feel like the cops in Tree Hill just don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. shit. They're about as useless as the referees in wrestling. (laughs) 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 There is no cops. There's no cops in Tree Hill. They don't exist. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, I found that really funny that, like, these kids get away with all the, like, being able to get booze. Like, where? Well, in this episode, a bunch of shit happens. Where are the fucking cops? Where are the cops? Where are they? But also, like, who's their boot? They're all super young. And an American drinking age is 21 years old. Not a single one of them is 21. So I'm going out for a beer run. I'm 16. Who the fuck (laughs) is getting you your booze? Or who's providing the fake IDs. That's true. Could have that. Very true. 
So Luke talks to Haley and says, hey, we're going to this party. And she goes with him. They arrive in. <laughs> they show up in the fucking tow truck. Imagine how garage. bossy you gotta be to show up to a party in a fucking tow truck. It's very inconvenient, though. Like you know, I thought if anybody ever like you know breaks down or anything, at least like you have somebody there You're that set. could tow you away. Like, Unless kind of thinking break ahead. Down with the Unless tow, you break like, in the tow truck. That's true, but you're kind of thinking ahead, especially for a party with a bunch of sixteen-year-old drunks. Don't you love how Nathan just like pretended he did not know Haley at all yeah yeah he's just like oh yeah. hi he's already I'm had Nathan. he's already had one tutor session and he's no selling that he knows her and now he's like oh hey and she's like I know who you are she's like hi I'm Haley <laughs> they get into the house and Haley comments oh I wonder if their plumbing works and just kind of like goes off and lets Lucas do his thing. Then we get a scene where Brooke sees the thud strip. The one that Peyton did. Yeah. yeah. Fear leader was the title of the Not strip. Not cheerleader. It was cheerleader crossed out or yeah. the cheer was crossed out and it's fear. Yeah. So it's the fear leaders. And she's like, this is insulting, right? Is that anything <laughs> like the faces of fear? Like the old tag team? I don't fucking know what that is. <laughs> This is the One Tree Hill portion of the show. Well, we tried to <laughs> compare all the One Tree Hill stuff when we were talking about wrestling. Amalgamate. So we'll have to <laughs> go vice versa and I'll have to bring in professional wrestling brother to oh, all the God. fucking One Tree Hill-isms. Did you see on the strip? Don't use my word. <laughs> Did you see in the strip? Um, the guy is having sex with his hat on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They yeah, make actually, fun of it. And they and they it was Brooke who said, Oh, who wear who has sex with their hat on? And Nathan he just gets a shot of Nathan. You know Nathan's. He guy. looks at Peyton, he's like, Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's totally a guy who wears a hat during sex. The only two people that know that it's Peyton is Nathan and Lucas. Yes. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Just insult them. That's fine. <laughs> so our next shot is Deb is asking um Dan how Nathan is and Dan starts to just go into basketball talk. It's all it is with their relationship. It's just business. It's all about basketball. But the thing is is Deb doesn't give a shit about basketball. She well, doesn't care about how he's she playing. She wanted to have an interest in her son or have him spend more time with her. Maybe if she took an interest in basketball, they would have that relationship. At least there's a common ground she could possibly share with him. I agree, but she's also I see what she's trying to do is see how her son is just as, dealing with yeah, anything as sure. a teenager. But like how's he doing at school? How's he doing with well. me not being here Not all the well. time like it's kind of shitty that that's what they kind of need to resort to True. so she's kind of getting a little bit pissed um but you know she's a workaholic she is a workaholic then we go back to the party most of this episode is kind of centering around the party at the beach house yeah and they play a game at the island of the kitchen called I Never. How many times or what was the most famous time you ever played I Never Have I Ever at a party? Oh, God. 
I don't know. I was probably too drunk to remember. Because <laughs> I played Never Have I Ever at a party once and somebody said, Never Have I Ever Gotten Arrested. And I had to take a drink. <gasps> but that's for another episode, dude. Dude, what the fuck? I've never been arrested. I'll have to take a drink to that. And we'll explain that in a later episode. Damn, okay. So anyways, I play I Never. And I'm, I'm not playing pull I Never. Out the Tramana for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 Tramana Tramana. I mean, honestly, I think at this point, I'm I'm just stealing from podcasts I listen to. <laughs> I just just gonna steal everything. Totally. I'm gonna just railroad you and and just steal everything from every other podcast that I watch. Anyway, that's kind of rude. <laughs> I should get you arrested for that shit. JK. Uh, Okay, they're playing Never Have I Ever. Yeah, and Nathan makes a comment. He said, Never Have I Ever had a dad who wished I was a stain on the bed sheets. Oh, that is a fucking... That is a cut, man. Whoa, blow right there. And it kind of brings me back to a time, if we want to amalgamate things here. Oh, God. Nathan Scott didn't screw Lucas Scott. Lucas Scott screwed Lucas Scott, damn it. What the fuck is going on right now? We'll fast forward uh, to about November of 97 in wrestling and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyways, continue. Lucas is obviously pissed. Gives his drink to Nathan and That's a China low blow. Like that is just a mass destruction of him right there. That is a brutal... Put down. Imagine, okay, so in the scene, Haley's in the bathroom. So during that scene, <laughs> imagine if she was standing there when that was said. She'd be like, Ooh. no, done. Ooh. Fuck you, Nathan. Yeah, We're done. That's true. No. Yeah. So very convenient that she was in the bathroom. Um, Peyton also wants to go to the bathroom, but Haley's in there. So Haley comes out and Peyton kind of Peyton asks. already knows she knows she already that, knows what Haley's doing yeah tutoring Nathan and talks to Haley and she's like I can keep a secret you know mm-hmm. but just be careful yes so Lucas is obviously distraught here after yeah. a line like that and you know fair play yeah um Haley's looking at pictures and Lucas comes and slams one of the pictures down on this table and they start to talk about everything and she's like well let's just leave and she's like I'm leaving because you know she's sick of seeing Lucas get put down like this Mm -hmm. and as she's leaving she runs into Nathan and he's like oh where are you going and she's like Away from me. Fucking leaving. You're a jerk. Like, she literally calls him a jerk. That's the best thing that she could call him. Yeah. (laughs) She could call him way worse things than that. Totally. And he knows it. But I love how she, like, says it so quietly. Stop being such a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) And she just wants Nathan to let up on Lucas. Like, just enough with the games, enough with the abuse. Just let up. Yeah. Lucas and Peyton are sitting on the front porch talking and Nathan sees um, this interaction happening Through the and window. he's getting a little bit threatened by it. Um, in the meantime, Tim's looking through VHS tapes. What's oh. the last VHS tape you 
watched. Oh my god, I had such a hella collection of VHS tapes back in the nineties and two thousands. Like I happy, I had a lot of Adam Sandler ones. So I had like Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, The Water Boy, mm-hmm. Big Daddy, all that because I had the Godfather in VHS. Probably Happy Gilmore is one of the last VHSs I actually watched. I I swear I watched that VHS so many times that it probably like the tape started to like deteriorate and it oh, was God. like not that good to watch anymore. And then D- DVDs came in. Yeah, I don't remember what our last VHS tape that I watched probably was. It's been so long. It was probably and, a Disney movie. And you know what the crazy thing is? The last time we ever watched a movie or a tv show on vhs we didn't even realize it was the last time we'd ever watched something on vhs oh man holy shit that's a fucking mind fuck right there so (laughs) yeah so they they look through these vhs's and obviously tim dim tim porn just wants porn you know (laughs) like your parents don't have any good porn yeah so what's good porn that's the thing what's good porn Especially compared to bad like porn in 2003 like we used to watch this show called sex tv when i was like 12 13 years old and you it came perf. on at midnight on like city tv and they just like basically talked about sex and showed sex and it was like any kid who didn't have internet back in the day had to stay up till midnight and watch this fucking sex oh tv God. show or I they would, or it. they would listen to rona raskins on fucking uh on the radio talk about boners and all sorts of different shit i also didn't have cable till 2002 it was tough times so as a kid when you're trying to score some porn so i feel tim's pain here <laughs> but he does find a certain vhs tape well, here nathan finds it He's like, oh, here's a tape. Play this. And he's like, what is it? It's a comedy. It's a comedy. Oh, man. Um, man. And this tape has um, a recording of Karen and Dan when they were still together at prom. Fucking prom king Dan Scott and prom queen Karen Rowe. They're talking about what their future might look like together. This doesn't look like prom king Shawn Michaels here. (laughs) <laughs> no, definitely not. Not even on the same plane here. They didn't even actually like Dan in the prom video. Nothing, nothing like, like Dan. The actor that they got to play Dan, they're just like, I just get some Filipino guy. Nobody will notice the difference. Oh my god, Karen looks like passable, but like barely passable. It's pretty bad. They did yeah. not get the right people for those roles. But anyways, it's a short five second stint in the episode. Who really cares? It's it's pretty short. Um, Lucas gets upset because everyone obviously laughing because about now it. that's two insane burns that Nathan has given Lucas. Oh yeah, he's he's cutting promos. He and he's shoves just the shit out of Nathan and just down. leaves. Cutting him down. So Nathan goes for a walk and finds Haley on the dock. She would have left like a while ago at this point. Um, she says she tried to call a cab, but the cab never showed. Nathan offers her a ride, but whose car is he going to use? Peyton's. Mm, Peyton's car. His girlfriend's car. Yeah, because he didn't drive there, or he doesn't have his car there, does he? No. Or something. Or if he does, it's probably blocked in or whatever. whatever. Who knows? It's a big party, right? So he's going to use Peyton's classic car. (sighs) Famous last words. Yeah. The Comet. (laughs) Anyways, he's driving Haley home. And Brooke is talking to Peyton. They're sitting on the stairs and Peyton's kind of like, are we going to end up like that? Yeah, end up like Dan and Karen. Yeah. Because, you know, that 
hit hard on Peyton, I think. I think she really, like, kind of put things in perspective for her. And uh, Brooke says, like, I'm not like her, but you're like her. Yeah. Especially Mm -hmm. with how Nate treats Peyton. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities there. Dan to Karen. I guess you could amalgamate Karen and Dan together with Peyton and Nathan. Oh, God. Um, So finally. Nathan and Haley arrive at her house. Um, Haley makes a joke about, oh, yeah, like, this is just our home while our uh, other bigger house is getting renovations. Right. (laughs) Just makes a joke to, because she's, you know, I I don't think she's been in a house that big before from her reaction. No, definitely not. (laughs) It's a little out of her comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. Nathan kind of talks about how important basketball is to him and... He gives her a fucking sob story. He does. He's, he's a totally fucking heel and he has a sob story. Fuck this guy. <laughs> and he's like, gets her to agree to one semester. Only one semester. One semester That's of tutoring it. and then he's on his own. That's all you get. So then we cut to Dan and Deb arguing about Nathan again. Typical. Pretty typical. <laughs> Just from this episode. Like we haven't even like gotten anywhere further with deb this is the first episode she's in and, and all they fucking do all is they argue. do is argue and talk about basketball yeah i don't know i don't know what that chemistry is but I don't there see doesn't it. seem to be a lot of communication between those two that no. are at any good level at this point and maybe she goes out and does her works just because she doesn't want to be around dan all that much it makes sense i wouldn't want to either i wouldn't want to be around dan very much either Ugh. Um, so late Lucas is driving home in the tow truck in the tow truck. Whoa, 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 I got to stop you right. Hold hold on a second, brother. I'm going to steal from another podcast, brother. And I'm going to say every time I've heard about this for the longest time about one tree hill, how many fucking car accidents can you literally put on film and put it in a television show in nine seasons? I don't know. You should count and then we'll have a total. This is episode four and we have one car accident the first one we are at a 25 percent clip already 25 percent of the episodes i've watched we've already got a car accident <laughs> so by season nine i'm thinking we're gonna at least hit 75.6 percent car accidents going forward continue um that was weird math but okay uh, so lucas is in the tow truck and he sees peyton's car speeding by like driving pretty erratically and he remembers Peyton was drinking pretty pretty heavily, so he decides to follow the vehicle. Um, Nathan is in the car, obviously. He's trying to change a CD or something, the radio station. He sideswipes mm. a parked car. Yeah, he fucks it up. Loses control of Peyton's car and crashes into a pole. Lucas kind of tailing, seeing that it's Peyton's car almost kind of stalkery kind of following it knowing that it's going to be Peyton he sees the crash gets well, out of the not tow truck knowing that it's not going to be Peyton he thinks it's going to be Peyton though obviously yeah. if i saw you driving down the street in your car i'm going to think it's you so he pulls up with the tow truck conveniently enough and he he gets out of the car and like gets, runs like are you okay are you Peyton it was just Peyton Peyton are you okay and then Nathan Nathan, Nathan gets out. out and grabs a bag of beer out of the car. Where did he get this fucking beer <laughs> by himself? Know. Oh, God. Teens back in the day, oh, I tell ya. <laughs> so Nathan's like, no, she's fine. Her car's not. And he's obviously he's just going to pin it on her. 
yeah he's like oh yeah she was pretty drunk the last time i saw her you're right so she did this boyfriend registered in her name this guy wasn't gonna win boyfriend of the year award already take the cake right here like he's gonna blame a hit and run drunk drive on his girlfriend that's if you class, ever did that to me, I act. would fucking murder you. I, I watch it. all the true crime podcasts, listen to them, whatever. <laughs> I could do it. I don't even understand <laughs> how I could possibly pull that off anyways. Oh, God. There's too many cameras these days. Yeah, whatever. So convenient that Lucas has a tow truck. He takes the car to Keith's garage. And Keith is pissed. Fuck, He's I would be cutting too. a fucking promo well, on Lucas. Because he could lose his Business. He could lose everything. If anyone found out. So he's like really pissed. It's against the law. Um, Lucas has to pay for everything and do the work and he needs to tell Karen. Needs to tell Karen. But at the end of the scene, he finds someone's hat. Well, not yet. Well, it kind of cuts to the next day. I don't know why it cuts to the next day or later on. But um, Luke finds Haley's hat yes. on the seat of the car. You can see he's already pulled apart part of the car. Yes. Um, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of weird. Like it seems like it's the next day. Jumps kind ahead of thing. a little bit. Like it they're already working on the car and back. stuff. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but yeah, he finds Haley's hat on the seat of the car. Um, and it's Peyton's car that he knows that Nathan was driving. So yeah. Nathan was in the car, but Haley was not in the car. Why the fuck is Haley's hat? In a car that Nathan was in. Yeah. Very suspicious. Very suspicious. We cut to Karen is closing the cafe for the night. She's doing her register and everything. And Deb happens to walk in. She does. Karen is hostile as fuck. Rightfully so. <sighs> Deb orders coffee. And- oh, 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 hold on a second, brother. Three twenty for a coffee and a fucking biscotti. I mean, I know it was two thousand three, but even in two thousand three, that seems a little light for a coffee and a biscotti. I mean, I I would take that deal. I would take that deal too. But honestly, in this day and age, fuck, dude, three twenty <laughs> is half a biscotti these days. That's yeah, it's not even half a coffee. God damn. <laughs> but Deb um, actually comes across kind of thoughtful with what she says to Karen. Well, Karen thinks that Dan sent Deb as a spy. Mm. She's like not Deb's acting thrilled. on her own accord. Yeah, Deb's there. She's just like she respects Karen. She's like I have no ill will, nothing at all. I'm actually jealous about your relationship with Lucas. So do you think this is going to be the lead to a good friendship for them? Possibly. Possibly. She seems pretty thoughtful. As you would think that somebody who's married to Dan is probably a heel as well. She is showing a lot of baby face tendencies here to right off the hop in her first introduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's uh, she seems really great. Uh, seems like she just wants to see the good in everyone. Yeah. Except for Dan. Except for Dan, because there is no good in that, man. Uh, so we cut back to the beach house. Peyton's rewatching the video of Karen and Dan and tells Nate that he reinvented Cruel tonight. Right. By playing that video with Lucas. She gets pissed. Like, where's her car? She wants to go home. And Nathan says, Tim took Brooke home. And then she's like, uh, no, Tim went home with Teresa. Try again. And 
was like, whatever. She won't go to bed with him. So she's putting the pieces together that fucking. He's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. (laughs) We go back to Lucas. He's at home now and he's being very distant with his mom. Yes. Very distant. He's pissed because now they're in this situation where they have to try to fix their own fucking shower head or sink or their pipes, the, whatever they have to the do with themselves. Main. The water main. They can't afford to he hire to somebody. He's got to dig a ditch. He's got to do this. They're poor. So, <laughs> so he's thinking, why the fuck didn't you take Dan for everything he is worth back in the day? Get that child support. So Get that alimony. Like we don't have to live like this if you're getting coin from Dan all these years. Yeah, I mean, I totally see it like his standpoint, but the next morning what Karen says about it, I totally get that too. Yep. I think if I were in that situation, knowing who Dan is yeah, you as just a don't person, want, you just don't want to be a part no, of that. No, I don't want him to have a say. In anything. In anything I do with my son. I like he's, I don't know, he never showed up, right? Yeah, very true. He feels like he can kind of throw money around as much as he wants to, but Nathan does as well because he offers to pay for the fixing of Peyton's car. Deb made him. Mm. Deb talked to him remember she got the call from Mm. Keith and so she's talking about it with this is in the morning right like Dan and Deb are at home they're talking about what happened what Nathan did Nathan comes home from the beach house and he walks in the room and they're just staring at him and he's like what "What?" (laughs) that's all he says he doesn't say hi what oh my god um (laughs) but yeah like Nathan's told that he needs to go and offer to pay for it. So he talks to Lucas and Lucas refuses the offer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, whatever. Nathan goes to Peyton's house and she's packed up his shit in Dude, a bag. Fucking dumpski time. Oh, I would too. She's she, done with his shit. She's going to dump him like Sable dump Hunter Hearst Helmsley. She's got creepy eyes, man. I just can't get over it. Okay. She's got eyes that look like they're literally slaughtering you. Like, no. But no, Peyton, she's going to drop them like a bad habit. Uh, And she's going to keep the car and it's going to be the BMW because that's the only one she can spell. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. So she breaks up with him. He's like, oh, it's over. Now, is it officially over? Only four episodes in. We've established. We haven't established how long the relationship has been going on, but it's been going on long enough. Now we're at the point. We're at point break. They're breaking up. Is this going to last? Is she going to go with somebody else? Is she going to take him back? What's going on here? You'll have to wait and find out. Fuck, dude. I don't want to have to watch more episodes of this to find out. I'm sorry. but Spoilers, please. There's a reason there's a whole podcast built around this. If we were to just cut it short and be like, yeah, this is what happens throughout the entire series, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't. And that would be pretty sad. That wouldn't be a great podcast. No. Yeah. So I'm not giving you any spoilers. You have to watch just like I have to watch wrestling. That's yeah. Okay. So our final scene of the night. Oh, Lucas calls the fuck out of Haley. Oh, yeah. He Lucas goes into calls the her cafe. Out. Straight up. Haley's working. He's in the shit. middle of the wrestling ring and he's like, Haley, get your ass out here right Ugh. now. And Haley's music hits and she walks down the ramp oh, and she gets Lord. in the ring and Lucas is like, why the fuck was your fucking hat in that car with Nate? Oh, wait, that was the other show. Sorry. 
what the fuck um nathan talks about her, or talks with her about you know honesty they're honest with each other they're best friends she hasn't we been can being. be honest with each other and she's like she hasn't yeah. been being so honest so he puts her hat down on the counter and is like oh you left this in peyton's car and just walks out and cut to black oh <gasps> we end on a cliffhanger the best friends I how long this, possibly uh, can turn bitter enemies i wonder how long their little tiff lasts hey eh? probably half more of an episode and then everything's all good again yeah you never know it's you a teen know. drama let's be real it's teen drama shit <laughs> things moves real fast oh by by so episode fast. eight we'll have 17 more car crashes oh my god oh. he's obsessed with the amount of car crashes because i <laughs> dude we had a 25 percent clip already okay we've been living together since 2018 uh yeah how many times have i watched this show through since we've been together 2018 times <laughs> so he's obviously walked in a few times on me watching episodes it's always a and car accident there's always a fucking car always accident. a fucking car accident uh yeah but you know what yeah. there's car accidents in a wrestling brother how it's wrestling they're in an arena but you can go backstage of the arena you can go outside the arena you can <sighs> film vignettes away from the arena it's sports entertainment it's vehicles. not that entertaining to me. Vehicles can be allowed in this kind of spectrum, okay? <sighs> Especially when Stone Cold Steve Austin is a Okay. Fan. AKA me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's the end of the that's episode. It. We made it. I successfully made it through another episode of One Tree Hill. And I did enjoy this episode. I did enjoy the absolutely scathing promos that Nathan laid down on Lucas. Pretty epic. That was fucking rude. Stuff. I felt the last episode of Tree Hill was better than that episode of Monday Night Raw, but I will have to go vice versa and say this episode of Monday Night Raw. That was pretty bomb. It was pretty I bomb. And somebody who hates wrestling that says that episode of, of Monday Night Raw is pretty bomb, I think we're on to something here. So it only took us four episodes. Like to I was go into slouching it. on the couch and then all of a sudden I was and then just up like, and oh, I was whoa, like, whoa, what whoa, the glass fuck breaks, is going on? Why is Stone Cold go. Steve Austin out here? Oh yeah. He's not supposed to Austin be. Comes out what the fuck? Fucks everyone up. You gotta <laughs> love it. And that's wrestling. Brother. Uh, yeah. Once again, we are Tree Hill Wrestling Federations with their fancy little logos. Major shout out to Miss Jolene for doing those amazing logos for us. That was awesome. I was so impressed. And like Sean showed me a few of them. And then I went into the Google Drive that she made for it. And I saw the one logo with the Tree Hill Bridge. Phenomenal. Fuck, that was bomb. I'm stoked on that. I love that logo. Yep, she is the face that runs the place. She is the phenomenal one. She is Jolene. She is great. And we absolutely love the work she does. And anybody else out there who is ever looking for any kind of graphic design or any kind of art whatsoever, hit her up. Instagram, Jolene Renee Art. And you can also find us on Instagram at treehillwf.podcast. He's rolling his eyes as he says I always have to try to remember it in (laughs) full. And I could just say Tree Hill Wrestling Federation, brother. But Well, I mean, if you search Tree Hill Wrestling Federation, you'll find us. You're going to find it. So streaming on all, all streaming services, you will find us. Spotify, Amazon Music. Deezer. Apple Podcasts. (laughs) iHeartRadio. I hate radio. Deez nuts. Mm -hmm. All of them. 
We will be back next week with the next episode of Monday Night Raw. And and episode five of One Tree Hill. So until next week, we bid you adieu. (laughs) 